You're listening to Quest for Love, a podcast for smart, successful women who want to stop attracting the same kind of men over and over so they can finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Quest for Love, episode number 14. How ironic. This is episode number 14, and Valentine's Day was yesterday on the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. No matter your relationship status, I hope that you had a wonderful day and that you remembered to send some love to the people who matter and are most important to you, but especially to yourself because we know that that's where the quest for love starts. So today we are talking about love. The title of the episode is What is Love? And I really want to sing that song, but I'm not going to. And (laughs) when you ask the question, what is love? It sounds like a pretty obvious question, right? But it's so easy to get caught up in your thoughts and feelings when you're in the experience. And it can be really easy to lose sight of your boundaries, of your values, of your dreams, and to forget what you actually know to be true about what love is and what it really isn't. So today in this episode, we're going to discuss four truths that might be hard for some of you to swallow because I'm going to be speaking right into some of your relationships. But this is something that you need to hear. Sex is not love. Obligation is not love. Fear is not love. And comfort is not love. Now, you may hear those four things and think, oh, that's not me. That doesn't apply. I want you to keep listening to the podcast anyway. Number one, you're going to get something out of it. Maybe you can help your friends or maybe it's going to spark something in you about one of your past relationships or you'll remember something that I've said in the future. But it's also possible that one of these things is happening for you and you just don't realize it. So stick with me. Open your mind. Let's dive in. So the first one we're going to talk about about is sex. I spent so many years of my life confused about the difference between love and sex, and I didn't even know it. So if you too have found yourself at some point in your life thinking some variation of, well, we're having sex, so he must love me, and then being wrong, you're not alone. (laughs) It is very common for people, especially women, to confuse the two. It can be really difficult to tell the difference between sex and love because they both feel close. Sex can often feel very intimate and loving. And although sex is an important part of love, sex is not in and of itself love. Now, a few caveats before I keep going. First of all, when I say sex, I'm not talking about a specific kind. I'm just talking about any sort of sexual activity. And the other thing is that I know that there are women who believe that they are capable of having no strings attached sex, where they have no feelings at all, they expect nothing in return. And I suppose that this is possible, but most of the emotionally healthy women that I know are not capable of engaging in any kind of sexual activity without at least some hope of a relationship or some kind of feelings evolving. And then when those expectations don't get met, these women are almost always left disappointed and lonely and confused. So it's important to be really aware of your motivations for getting into a sexual relationship, even if you think that it is purely sexual. 
If there's any part of you with hope or expectations or desires for something more, you are almost certainly setting yourself up to get hurt. And you also want to try to figure out what your partner's motivations are. The easiest way is to ask them, but we all know that that's not always effective. So what I would say is in order to determine if his interest in you is in actually you or just in your body, you need to consider all of his other actions too, not just what he does in the bedroom and how that makes you feel. So if he claims to love you and want to be in a relationship with you, does he act like it when your clothes are on? Because regardless of how it feels when you're having sex, if he doesn't call when he says he will, if he won't take you on a date, if he's married to someone else, if he's not being honest with you, it might not really be love. And mistaking sex for love can leave you feeling disposable and unlovable. It can cause you pain and confusion and disappointment and resentment. Trust me, I know I have been there. And this is also a really important point for people who are in relationships or have been married for a while. We all tend to be drawn to headlines like how to keep sex alive in your marriage or how to keep things spicy in the bedroom. And there's nothing wrong with this kind of information. It can be super helpful because good sex is an important part of any long-term relationship, but it's not the only thing. If you're in a long-term relationship and looking for ways to improve your sex life, it's important for you to also consider what is going on in your relationship outside of the bedroom. Are you still learning new things about each other? Are you still having new experiences together? Do you still flirt with each other? Are you still connected like you used to be? Do you feel like he really listens to you? Does he feel appreciated by you? If there are things that are not working in your relationship, that are causing you to feel distant from your partner or not loved or appreciated, then your sex life may be affected and no amount of things you can buy in a store to spice things up are going to fix it. Conversely, improving certain aspects of your relationship will naturally improve your sex life. All right, number two, this is a biggie. Obligation is not love. I hear from so many women who say, I stay because I love him. But the more that we talk and the deeper that we get, they realize that what they actually mean is, I stay because of the kids. I stay because he can't support himself financially. I stay because he's sick. I stay because I made a promise. I stay because he will hurt himself if I leave. I stay because he's done so much for me and I owe him. And basically what they're all saying is the same thing. I stay because I feel obligated. And that, my friend, is not love. Now, I certainly don't want to imply that any of these things are not important because they are all valid concerns that come from a place of love and caring. They should be taken seriously and thought through, but they should not be your excuses for staying in an unhappy or an unhealthy relationship. Number three, fear is not love. Let's go back to that I stay because I love him that we were just talking about. I've heard from many women who say this, but what they are unconsciously saying is, I stay because I'm afraid to leave. Now, sometimes this is a life-threatening fear. I stay because I'm afraid if I leave, he'll hurt me. And sometimes it's something less dire. I stay because I'm afraid if I leave, I'll be alone forever. Regardless of the severity of the fear or what it is that you're afraid of, it is always a valid fear because your perception is your reality, but it's not love. 
Not only does fear sometimes cause us to stay in relationships that aren't working, but it can also be the driving force that gets us into a relationship to begin with. Sometimes we get into a relationship hoping that we found a loving partner who will protect us against certain things. We dream of having a partner who can be our ally against toxic family members, who can banish memories of hurt inflicted by our previous partners, or who can help us overcome our anxieties about being alone. The problem with this is when you establish a relationship for the purpose of overcoming a fear, you're setting yourself up for failure. By designating your partner as your own personal savior from this fear, you're putting yourself in a dependent position. You might feel that you are unable to leave your partner or that you must tolerate unsavory behavior for the sake of not having to be afraid anymore. And you might find yourself continually disappointed by your partner because they're probably not going to be able to completely eliminate all of your fears, no matter how hard they try. Fear is about getting away from something. Love is about getting closer to something. Choose love because you want to get closer, not because you want to get away. If you want to establish a genuine, lasting love, you have to first identify and overcome any fears that might be influencing your motivation to get in or to continue a relationship. And once you've learned how to manage and overcome those fears, you will be able to establish a loving and supportive relationship while still maintaining your own healthy independence. And number four, comfort is not love. This is a really tricky one. Most every choice that we make is about either pursuing pleasure or avoiding pain in some way, shape, or form. The problem is that sometimes our brains can't tell the difference between something that is actually pleasurable and something that is just comfortable because it's what we're used to. So earlier in the podcast, I gave an example about a guy that I dated who was mean when he was drunk. And at first it was painful when he was mean and I would seriously consider leaving. And sometimes I did leave temporarily at least, but after a while it just became comfortable. And I don't mean comfortable like your couch or your favorite pajamas. I mean, comfortable like I was used to it. I knew what to expect. I knew when to expect it. I usually knew what it would look like and how it would feel and what would come afterwards. And the knowing was much more comfortable than the unknown. The unknown of what life would be like if I left him for good and what that would look like and feel like was super uncomfortable. So I stayed because being with him was comfortable, even if it was not particularly pleasurable. This is why it's so much easier for people on the outside to say, your boyfriend's a jerk, you should leave him, than it is for you to actually leave your boyfriend. Even if consciously you know that he's a jerk, unconsciously your brain is telling you that it is safer to stay in the situation where you're comfortable than to risk leaving him and being uncomfortable. And every time you think about breaking up with him, being uncomfortable, your brain is going to start telling you lies like, well, maybe he'll change this time or you'll never love someone like you love him so that you will stay there in your comfort zone. 
Now, I want to say this. It is easy to get comfortable once you're in a relationship for a while, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. The problem comes when things go badly, when your partner hurts you, or when the feelings that led you to the relationship in the first place are no longer there, but you keep making excuses and making up reasons to stay because it's where you feel comfortable. So you might remember how difficult you found the dating scene and imagine how daunting it will be trying to find someone new. Or maybe you just don't want to admit that yet another relationship has failed and you don't want to have to start all over. So you convince yourself that the devil you know is still better than the devil that you don't know. The truth is relationships require a great deal of effort for everyone involved. The reward for all this hard work is being loved and being able to give love. If your main motivation for staying with your partner is to avoid discomfort of leaving the relationship or working on finding another partner, then it's probably time for you to re-examine things. Striving to maintain a relationship that does not serve as a source of love would mean cheating yourself out of the love that you deserve. Therefore, it's important to examine the relationship that you are in to ensure that you haven't lost sight of your true goal of giving and receiving love, because forsaking love and comfort could easily lead to an unfulfilling life. So ladies, it's time to get honest with yourselves. (laughs) Why are you in this relationship? Why do you want a relationship? Why are you staying in a relationship that deep down on the inside you know is not right for you? Is it because you're confusing sex for love? Is it because you're afraid? Is it because you feel obligated? Is it because you feel comfortable? If your answer to any of these questions is yes, don't worry. Nothing has gone wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. You have not screwed up beyond repair. You are a human person with a human brain having a human experience, and we have all been there. I would love to hear from you if any of these four reasons are resonating with you. My email is in the show notes, just reach out to me and let me know. I would love to chat with you about it. And I want to make sure that I mention to you guys my new Facebook group. It's called Love Starts Here. It's a group for women wanting to improve their relationships, starting with themselves. There are so many women in that group just like you guys, and we have so much fun. We learn so much. Our lives are getting better, and I would love to have you there. So the link for that group is also in the show notes. So go check that out. Send me an email. And until next week, remember, the quest for love starts with you. Thanks for listening to Quest for Love. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. For more information about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa, check out melissamsnow.com or questforlovepodcast.com. Until the next episode.